0: Chapter 8. 1. Did anyone tell them that Mrs. Dudley clears at ten? Theodora looked into the coffee pot speculatively. The doctor hesitated. I hate to wake them after such a night. But Mrs. Dudley clears at ten. They're coming, Eleanor said. I can hear them on the stairs. I can hear everything, all over the house, she wanted to tell them. Then, distantly, they could all hear Mrs. Montague's voice, raised in irritation, and Luke realizing said oh lord they can't find the dining room and hurried out to open doors properly aired mrs montague's voice preceded her and she swept into the dining room tapped the doctor curtly on the shoulder by way of greeting and seated herself with a general nod to the others i must say she began at once that i think you might have called us for breakfast i suppose everything is cold is the coffee bearable good morning arthur said sulkily and sat down himself with an air of sullen ill-temper. Theodora almost upset the coffee-pot in her haste to set a cup of coffee before Mrs. Montague. "'It seems hot enough,' Mrs. Montague said. "'I shall speak to your Mrs. Dudley this morning in any case. That room must be aired.' "'And your night?' the doctor asked timidly. "'Did you spend a, uh, profitable night?' "'If by profitable you mean comfortable, John, I wish you would say so.' "'No. In answer to your most civil inquiry, I did not spend a comfortable night. "'I did not sleep a wink. That room is unendurable.' "'Noisy old house, isn't it?' Arthur said. "'Branch kept tapping against my window all night. "'Nearly drove me crazy, tapping and tapping. "'Even with the window open, that room is stuffy. "'Mrs. Dudley's coffee is not as poor as her housekeeping. "'Another cup, if you please. "'I am astonished, John, that you put me in a room not properly aired.' "'If there's to be any communication with those beyond, "'the air circulation at least ought to be adequate. "'I smell dust all night.' "'Can't understand you,' Arthur said to the doctor, "'letting yourself get all nervy about this place. "'Sat there all night long with my revolver, "'not a mouse stirred, "'except for that infernal branch tapping on the window. "'Nearly drove me crazy,' he confided to Theodora. "'We will not give up hope, of course,' "'Mrs. Montague scowled at her husband. "'Perhaps tonight there may be some manifestation.' Two. Theo? Eleanor put down her notepad, and Theodora, scribbling busily, looked up with a frown. I've been thinking about something. I hate writing these notes. I feel like a damn fool trying to write this crazy stuff. I've been wondering. Well? Theodora smiled a little. You look so serious, she said. Are you coming to some great decision? Yes, Eleanor said, deciding. About what I'm going to do afterwards, after we all leave Hill House. "'Well?' "'I'm coming with you,' Eleanor said. "'Coming where with me? Back with you. Back home. I—' And Eleanor smiled wryly. "'I'm going to follow you home.' Theodora stared. "'Why?' she asked blankly. "'I never had anyone to care about,' Eleanor said, wondering where she had heard someone say something like this before. "'I want to be someplace where I belong.' I'm not in the habit of taking home stray cats, Theodora said lightly. Eleanor laughed, too. I am a kind of stray cat, aren't I? Well, Theodora took up her pencil again. You have your own home, she said. You'll be glad to get back to it when the time comes, Nell, my Nellie. I suppose we'll all be glad to get back home. What are you saying about those noises last night? I can't describe them. I'll come, you know, Eleanor said. I'll just come. Nellie, Nellie, Theodore laughed again. Look, she said, this is just a summer, just a few weeks' visit to a lovely old summer resort in the country. You have your life back home, I have my life. When the summer is over, we go back. We'll write each other, of course, and maybe visit, but Hill House is not forever, you know. I can get a job. I, I won't be in your way. I don't understand. Theodora threw down her pencil in exasperation. Do you always go where you're not wanted? Eleanor smiled placidly. I've never been wanted anywhere, she said. Three. It's all so motherly, Luke said. Everything's so soft, everything's so padded. Great embracing chairs and sofas, which turn out to be hard and unwelcoming when you sit down and reject you at once. Theo, Eleanor said softly, and Theodora looked at her and shook her head in bewilderment. "'and hands everywhere, little soft glass hands "'curving out to you, beckoning. "'Theo,' Eleanor said. "'No,' Theodora said. "'I won't have you, and I don't want to talk about it anymore.' "'Perhaps,' Luke said, watching them, "'the single most repulsive aspect "'is the emphasis upon the globe. "'I ask you to regard impartially "'the lampshade made of tiny pieces of broken glass "'glued together, or the great round balls "'of lights upon the stairs, "'or the fluted iridescent candy jar at Theo's elbow.' In the dining room, there's a bowl of particularly filthy yellow glass resting upon the cupped hands of a child and an Easter egg of sugar with a vision of shepherds dancing inside. A bosomy lady supports the stair rail on her head and under glass in the drawing room, Nellie, leave me alone. Let's walk down to the brook or something. A child's face done in cross-stitch. Nell, don't look so apprehensive. Theo has only suggested that you walk down to the brook. If you like, I will go along. Anything, Theodora said. "'To frighten away rabbits. "'If you like, I will carry a stick. "'If you like, I will not come at all. "'Theo has only to say the word.' "'Theodora laughed. "'Perhaps Nell would rather stay here and write on walls. "'So unkind,' Luke said. "'Callous of you, Theo. "'I want to hear more about the shepherds "'dancing in the Easter egg,' Theodora said. "'A world contained in sugar, Six very tiny shepherds dancing, "'and a shepherdess in pink and blue "'reclining upon a mossy bank enjoying them.' There are flowers and trees and sheep and an old goat herd playing pipes. I would like to have been a goat herd. I think, if you were not a bullfighter, Theodora said. If I were not a bullfighter, Nell's affairs are the talk of the cafes. You will recall. Pan, Theodora said. You should live in a hollow tree, Luke. Nell, Luke said. You're not listening. I think you frighten her, Luke, because Hill House will be mine someday with its untold treasures and its cushions. I'm not gentle with a house, Nell. I might take a fit of restlessness and smash the sugar Easter egg or shatter the little child's hands or go stomping and shouting up and down the stairs, striking at glued glass lamps with a cane and slashing at the bosomy lady with the staircase on her head. I might... You see? You do frighten her. I believe I do, Luke said. Nell, I'm only talking nonsense. I don't think he even owns a cane, Theodora said. As a matter of fact, I do. Nell... "'I'm only talking nonsense. "'What is she thinking about, Theo?' "'Theodora said carefully, "'She wants me to take her home with me "'after we leave Hill House, and I won't do it.' "'Luke laughed. "'Poor silly Nell,' he said. "'Journey's end in lover's meeting. "'Let's go down to the brook.' "'A mother house,' Luke said "'as they came down the steps from the veranda to the lawn. "'A house mother, a headmistress, a housemistress.' I am sure I will be a very poor housemaster, like our Arthur when Hill House belongs to me. I can't understand anyone wanting to own Hill House, Theodora said, and Luke turned and looked back with amusement at the house. You never know what you're going to want until you see it clearly, he said. If I never had a chance of owning it, I might feel very differently. What do people really want with each other, as Nell asked me once? What use are other people? It was my fault my mother died, Eleanor said. She knocked on the wall and called me and called me, and I never woke up. I ought to have brought her the medicine. I always did before, but this time she called me, and I never woke up. You should have forgotten all that by now, Theodora said. I've wondered ever since if I did wake up, if I did wake up and hear her, and if I just went back to sleep. It would have been easy, and I've wondered about it. Turn here, Luke said, if we're going to the brook. You worry too much, Nell. You probably just like thinking it was your fault. It was going to happen sooner or later in any case, Eleanor said. But of course, no matter when it happened, it was going to be my fault. If it hadn't happened, you would never have come to Hill House. We'll go single file along here, Luke said. Nell, go first. Smiling, Eleanor went on ahead, kicking her feet comfortably along the path. "'Now I know where I am going,' she thought. "'I told her about my mother, so that's all right. "'I'll find a little house or maybe an apartment like hers. "'I will see her every day, "'and we will go searching together for lovely things. "'Gold-rimmed dishes and a white cat "'and a sugar Easter egg and a cup of stars. "'I will not be frightened or alone anymore, "'and I will call myself just Eleanor.' "'Are you two talking about me?' she asked over her shoulder.' After a minute, Luke answered politely, "'A struggle between good and evil for the soul of Nell. I suppose I will have to be God, however.' "'But, of course, she cannot trust either of us,' Theodora said, amused. "'Not me, certainly,' Luke said. "'Besides, Nell,' Theodora said, "'we were not talking about you at all. "'As though I were the game's mistress,' she said, half angry to Luke. "'I have waited such a long time,' Eleanor was thinking. "'I have finally earned my happiness.' She came, leading them to the top of the hill, and looked down to the slim line of trees they must pass through to get to the brook. They are lovely against the sky, she thought, so straight and free. Luke was wrong about the softness everywhere, because the trees are hard like wooden trees. They are still talking about me, talking about how I came to Hill House and found Theodora, and now I will not let her go. Behind her she could hear the murmur of their voices, edged sometimes with malice, sometimes rising in mockery, sometimes touched with a laughter almost of kinship, and she walked on dreamily, hearing them come behind. She could tell when they entered the tall grass a minute after she did, because the grass moved hissingly beneath their feet, and a startled grasshopper leapt wildly away. I could help her in her shop, Eleanor thought. She loves beautiful things, and I would go with her to find them. We could go anywhere we pleased, to the edge of the world if we liked, and come back when we wanted to. He is telling her now what he knows about me, that I am not easily taken in, that I had an oleander wall around me, and she is laughing because I am not going to be lonely anymore. They are very much alike, and they are very kind. I would not really have expected as much from them as they are giving me. I was very right to come, because journeys end in lovers' meeting. She came under the hard branches of the trees, and the shadows were pleasantly cool after the hot sun on the path. Now she had to walk more carefully, because the path led downhill, and there were sometimes rocks and roots across her way. Behind her their voices went on, quick and sharp, and then more slowly and laughing. I will not look back, she thought happily, because then they would know what I am thinking. We will talk about it together some day, Theo and I, when we have plenty of time. How strange I feel, she thought, coming out of the trees onto the last steep part of the path going down to the brook. I am caught in a kind of wonder. I am still with joy. I will not look around until I am next to the brook, where she almost fell the day we came. I will remind her about the golden fish in the brook and about our picnic. She sat down on the narrow green bank and put her chin on her knees. I will not forget this one moment in my life, she promised herself, listening to their voices and their footsteps coming slowly down the hill. Hurry up, she said, turning her head to look for Theodora. I and was silent. There was no one on the hill. Nothing but the footsteps coming clearly along the path and the faint mocking laughter. "'Who?' she whispered. "'Who?' She could see the grass go down under the weight of the footsteps. She saw another grasshopper leap wildly away and a pebbled jar and roll. She heard clearly the brush of footsteps on the path, and then, standing back hard against the bank, heard the laughter very close, Eleanor, Eleanor, and she heard it inside and outside her head. This was a call she had been listening for all her life. The footsteps stopped, and she was caught in a movement of air so solid that she staggered and was held, Eleanor, Eleanor, she heard through the rushing of air past her ears, Eleanor, "'and she was held tight and safe. "'It is not cold at all. "'She closed her eyes and leaned back against the bank and thought, "'Don't let me go, and then, "'Stay, stay, as the firmness which held her slipped away, "'leaving her and fading. "'Eleanor, Eleanor,' she heard once more, "'and then she stood beside the brook, "'shivering as though the sun had gone watching without surprise the vacant footsteps move across the water of the brook, sending small ripples going, and then over onto the grass on the other side, moving slowly and caressingly up and over the hill. "'Come back,' she almost said, standing, shaking by the brook. And then she turned and ran madly up the hill, crying as she ran and calling, Theo, Luke?' She found them in the little group of trees, leaning against a tree trunk and talking softly and laughing. When she ran to them, they turned, startled, and Theodora was almost angry. "'What on earth do you want this time?' she said. "'I waited for you by the brook. We decided to stay here where it was cool,' Theodora said. "'We thought you heard us calling you, didn't we, Luke?' "'Oh, uh, yes,' said Luke, embarrassed. "'We were sure you heard us calling.' "'Anyway,' Theodora said, "'we were going to come along in a minute, weren't we, Luke?' "'Yes,' Luke said, grinning. "'Oh, uh uh-huh, yes.'